Welcome to Flow Life. I am Juan and my wife Maria, where we pick a topic or a word and we go with the flow, led by God and the Holy Spirit to bring you life. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, I think it's been like nine days or a week that we haven't had um, we haven't got on on podcast. We were at a marriage retreat, and well, we had a lot of fun. I think it's um, this is our. The church has been doing it for 10 years. I think we only missed one time. So, um, no, I think we missed a little bit more than that. But um, we started working with the marriages now. I think this is the third year. We do some um, marriage mentoring and um, I guess you want to call counseling. Uh, But we do, um, we were at the beach um, from Friday to Saturday. We kind of went out two days before just to have some, you know, some time to ourselves out in the beach. So we were kind of getting ready for that. So we've been a little, you know, off of our um, podcast, but we just wanted to come here today and just, you know, talk to you guys and just give you a little update on us and where we're at and what we just finished doing. Maybe speak a little bit on that. Um, We spoke about. Yeah. And I wanted to start saying which other um, love language. Mm -hmm. One of them is words, affirmation, quality time, receiving gift. Um, active service and physical touch. Mm-hmm. And like Maria said, we left two days before, and I think what we were doing is spending quality time together. Yeah. And we we spoke about, you know, we, we had the privilege to speak on, on that mm-hmm. to the marriage on quality time. Yeah. And and we was teaching them, and we was learn, learning we're also ourselves. Learning, yeah. So if no one's ever had a chance before, we we get further into it. Um, it's a book called It's a book called The Five Love Language from uh, an author named Gary Chapman, and I believe he was a minister or ended up working with counseling. Uh, he says in the beginning of the book, I just cannot, I can't remember right now, but he, did, what he did was he was having so many people he got a degree i think in psychology or something like that he's doing some counseling but he was receiving a lot of couples with almost the same issues so he said hey you know let me discover what it is that is going on here so anyway he came up with the five love language where he figures where some the couples each speak love languages you're us, like us, for example, we have two different love languages. Juan can tell you what his is. Mine is um, physical touch, and I, le- I learned it by doing the assessment. Yeah, and he actually just realized that on um, Friday night, uh, he did the assessment and figured he was um, physical touch. I always thought he was more of words of affirmation as a primary and physical touch as secondary, but it turns out it's physical touch. I don't know. So I told him he was lying to the assessment. Yeah, I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying. Um, but anyways, I, did, I I already knew what mine was. Mine has always been... Act of service. Yeah, yes. I always... Um, I'm the type where you have to show me love, yeah. you know? So um, anyway... Yeah, and hers is act of service. And I, I realized it because, um, you know, we upstairs in, in, in our house, we have um, rug. And she always likes for me to vacuum, even if it's clean. You know, she just likes to see those little lines in the vacuum. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was active service, and that's the way I show love to her. I also, you know, I try as much as I can when she cooks. I try to do the dishes or dry the dishes as much as I can. And we talked about that in uh, quality time. Yeah. One of the, our sermons was quality time. Yeah, and we one asked of the, uh, 
I guess you want to say classes or something we gave was on quality time. Yeah, we learned. I learned a lot, but we gave one of them and it was togetherness, you know, means together, you know, and we teach the group was that, you know, put your cell phone away, put the TV away, maintain eye contact with your, with your partner and have a conversation, you know, have that quality time conversation. We also was telling the group that when our kids was younger, we used to take two vacations. Mm -hmm. And one of them was us four. And then later on, we only took just me and you just to have that quality time. Mm-hmm. And now we don't do that anymore because our kids are grown, but yeah. we get to spend a lot of now quality time. Now they don't want to pay for vacation. Yeah, they want so they mommy and daddy to, to pay. So they don't get to come anymore. Um, but yeah, we, and the whole the whole purpose of um, the five love language with Gary Chapman is not for you to only learn your love language. The purpose is for you to learn your spouse's love language. Because a lot of times marriages go through so many, uh, let's say, like problems. No, they go through problems. They go through trial, tribulations. A lot of them end up in divorce. But it's because they do not know their spouse's love language. Um, So with him, I guess sort of I could have guessed that uh, physical touch was his love language because He's always like, oh, you know, scratch me here or look, at, look this. at this. Something grew here on my, and it could be nothing. It could be like a little ingrown hair or something. But he, all he wants me to do is look and touch. <laughs> so it's like, so I, I guess he didn't do too much lying. But now, don't get me wrong. He, he think he thought for a while that physical touch meant that. He likes touching. Touch me, baby. Touch me. <laughs> that he likes touching. And it's and it's not that. It's the fact that he likes to be touched. And it could be a hand rub, it could be a back rub. You know, it could you know, it could be just a simple physical touch is the way I show love to him. So that makes our marriage work. It makes a marriage work when you know your spouse's love language. Yes, it's very important to learn to learn that because you know. People say, you know, I, I don't want to go to these kind of uh, sermon. I don't want to listen to none of these uh, matrimony. But go, go, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's been a blessing to us. Mm-hmm. Even everything is going perfect in your life and your marriage. I don't need to go. Everything is perfect. Everything is right. You know, everything is good. No, go, because you're going to learn something. Mm-hmm. Something's going through the cracks. Something you're not getting right, because yeah. we're not perfect. I know I learned a lot so how, to, been, how to yeah. serve you. More, you know, and um, I'm sure you learned from me and other couples. They were amazed. They were yeah. amazed. And something so simple, you know, like the love languages. Because I was just like, I was thinking to myself before the she, I'm like, why we just don't give all these couples this book? Tell them to read it. Tell them to do the assessment. Tell them to read it, and then just you know, like that's it. Let them move on with their lives. Because the book ministered me when I um I actually listened to it through Audible. I didn't actually read it, but I listened to it a few times. And the book just ministered me. And when we were getting ready to do this, I said, how are we going to do this? This is so simple. I kept thinking to myself, there's no way we can give classes on this because it's so simple. But, you know, personal testimonies helped a lot. And that's what I understood through the weekend that just us talking about how our love language um, works in our relationship helped other couples. Yeah. When you gave your class Mm -hmm. on active service, that was good. I was even blessed by it. Because I always say that you're almost like a teacher. I'm more like a preacher. I love to preach. Mm-hmm. But you're teaching. When you, the way you do it, you'd be like, oh, man, people listen. Like, have me. That's oh, what he thinks, up. right? <laughs> I always say, I don't like doing it. But, I mean, I was blessed by it. I'm not going to say um, The Lord spoke to me through the weekend also. 
Because, you know, there's a lot of things we've been together or we've been married and together a total of maybe 28 years. And you will never, you will always learn something new from your spouse. Let's just put it that way. You cannot say, oh, we've been married 15, 20 years or 10 years or whatever the amount of um, years are. And you say, we're fine. We don't need to do this. But then... Kids you, move out. Yeah, you know, you don't spend enough time. You don't do this quality time, for example, this love language of quality time. You don't do this quality time. You don't spend this quality time. And some people think quality time is just, you know, sitting on the sofa or going out to dinner or going out to a movie. You know, those are not really quality time because going out to the movie, what are you doing exactly? You're just watching a movie. You ain't doing nothing. You can't talk at the movies. You can't even look at that person. It's also going out to a restaurant. You know, me and you go out on Thursdays mm-hmm. and we have a habit of doing this and we're trying to break it. But if you look at it, if you sit in the restaurant, you could tell who's married. But who who's on the phone? On the cell phone. Yeah. If they're on the cell phone, you could tell they're married. If they're not on the cell phone, they're talking, they're on a date. So you're not getting to know each other. That's a, that, that's the whole point of quality time. So if you're spending quality, if you think you're spending quality time with your partner and you're going out to dinner and you're on your cell phone or you're going out to see a movie and you're just watching the movie and eating popcorn, you're not really spending quality time because you're not getting to know that person. So a lot of people and, and you know, Facebook and Instagram, social media is just like the biggest deceiver, right? Because what they do is put, give you like a picture yeah it gives you like this Mm -hmm. perfect picture like oh my gosh look they have the perfect marriage they're doing this together they're doing that okay yeah they might be somewhere in bora bora but yeah and it looks beautiful the waters are clear but are you really spending quality time with your Mm -hmm. spouse are you together? You know, are you really together? Yeah. yeah. And, and when we talk about together, it's having the same thinking, have the same mind. You know, mm-hmm. just with a look, I know what Maria's telling mm-hmm. me. If the same way with her. If I just look at her, she already knows what I'm going to mm-hmm. say. You know, that's very important to that mm-hmm. quality time. We also talked about how much, how much Jesus spent quality time with the Father. He used mm-hmm. to wake up early in the morning, the Bible says, and mm-hmm. used to go out and pray. So and he, he will spent, get back when the disciples didn't do it. Yeah, he spent time with, mm-hmm. with, with the father. And then when he came back that one time, he caught them sleeping. Mm-hmm. I said, why y'all sleeping? Spend some time, mm-hmm. you know? So it made like Jesus kind of mad. Like, hey, you need to spend quality time, quality time. So, I mean, like I said, in the, on on our on the class that um, I, I spoke about on quality time, how do we get to know Jesus? We get to know Jesus through conversation, right? Through speaking to him, through having that that intimacy with him, right? You're not going to get to know your spouse if you don't have that intimacy with your spouse, if you don't have that deep conversation. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, there's vacations you can take with family. And of course, there's not going to be quality time with your spouse there, but you can have quality time with your children. Children also speak love languages. And... Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you're going to have conversation or you're going to have um, vacations with, let's just say you want to go, you're, you, your spouse and another couple. That's not quality time because you're going on a vacation. Yeah, with another yeah. couple. So it's almost like you're saying, I can't take a vacation without another couple. So what are you saying? You cannot be with your spouse alone. Mm-hmm. You know, so... And, and we talk about that because we're always like, I always tell him, why we don't take another couple on vacation with us? And he's just like, he's always saying no, because then we, we, you know, we can't be us. And it's true. You can't be yourself. You almost feel like you're, you're hosting. Mm-hmm. 
You feel like you're hosting. You want to relax. You want to be there with your partner. You know, you want to hold her hand. Mm-hmm. Now, you, if you take another couple, it's like, okay, the woman's going that way and the man's staying in the mm-hmm. back talking. Yeah. And there's no quality time. You know, there's no, and that's mm-hmm. why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, you know, you have a family trip and you want to mm-hmm. take the whole yeah. family. It's good, you know, so you could bond with your family. But it's very important to do it with your wife. Yeah. Very so important. you remember the um, the vacation we took? I want to say it was 2019 because 2020 we didn't go anywhere. But 2019 we we went on a cruise and it was probably the longest cruise. And we like cruises. Don't get me wrong. That was our second one. Um, but it was like an eight day long cruise. And let me tell you guys, we slept. I mean, we went like what was it? End of it was September. We left out of Charleston, South Carolina, and the the waters were so rocky that it it basically it, just rocked you to sleep. Yes, yes. And so there was no quality time there. Okay. <laughs> time there the was no quality time. And um, But we had those pou- those pouches behind the ear too. We had the yeah, we had like the seasick pouches and, and we never do that again. Word of advice, if you go on a cruise, green apples. Mm-hmm. Green apples. That's, and they're never out, really. They have all kinds of fruits except for green apple. But they do have them. If you ask somebody, if you ask one of the one of the workers. Yeah, one of the cruise members, they'll, they'll give you a green apple because that's actually what's mm-hmm. going to work. But we were like, we were so like in another world. Yes. <laughs> and I think I was moody a lot of the times, too. Yes. And going back to the quality time, I think that's what me and you get along so good because people know that we're always together. Mm-hmm. Like we do everything together. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's so important to do that. Yes. Once in a while, you know, I go by myself and she goes by herself. But it's very rarely. It's very rarely. We are together all the time. People see us and like. Where's Maria? Or so, where's Juan? Because they know I'm around here. Right? So, yeah, when, uh, when we spoke about it, uh, when, when I spoke about, I did, I said quality time. No. Oh, I said, oh, no, I did speak a little bit of quality mm-hmm. time on the retreat. Because what happens, it, and it's like with um, with parents, it's very important as, as as a parent for you to put your spouse first. A lot of a lot of parents, what they do is put their children first. But what we have to keep in mind is that the children grow up get married and leave the house. And then who are you stuck with? Are you going to be stuck with somebody you truly love and know, or are you going to be stuck with a stranger? Yes. And I think we learned that years ago, even mm-hmm. before we, we were Christian, mm-hmm. we knew that the kids, girls are going to leave the house. It was just going to be us. And I think we base mm-hmm. on a relationship. on. That. And I thank God for, um, I thank God, even because I feel like I was, I have, I grew up as a Christian, right? As a Pentecostal, actually. Very strict Pentecostal. But I, of course, you know, didn't, was young and, you know, didn't always serve the Lord. But I feel like the Holy Spirit has always instilled in me some type of wisdom. Yes. And I think that, and I thank God for that because I feel like I've always been guided with a certain type of wisdom on how to treat our girls and how to treat Juan, how to treat my husband. And that is something that I've always done. Like my girls would say when they were small, why do you always serve dad's food first? And I'm like, because dad is here. He's here now. And he's my first priority, not you. Him is who I have to take care of because you guys are going to grow, leave that, get married and leave the house. And then I'm going to be, it's me and him. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, be, and I want to have a good relationship. Yes, that'll be your selfish lot of the girls, you know, and then, you know, what's going to happen with us? You know, are mm-hmm. we going to get to know each other? Oh, we're going to break up. And usually what, what happens in marriage, they break up. Or divorce. They, yeah, they, they divorce, divorce because they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. They know, the kids laugh and be like, okay, who's this and who's that? And 
And the conversation was always about the kids. The conversation mm-hmm. was always about the homework. Mm-hmm. Look what the kids did. There was never no conversation about them. Yeah. You know, and that's so important. Yeah. So important. Another thing we learned also um, while, you know, just doing these, this class this weekend is um, Juan was actually studying on um, just the, the research. Well, he was researching about divorces, right, in different countries and in the United States. And in the United States, we see that there's a divorce rate of 40 to 50 percent. But when we look at India and we look at um, we look at India, we look at the arranged marriages, they have a 5 percent divorce rate. And when we think about that, when you think about that, you think 5 percent, that's hardly nothing. You know why? Because they don't. If you think if we look, let's bring it back to Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Right. When. Adam and Eve was in the garden. In the garden. What came and spoke to um, Eve? The serpent. It was a mm-hmm. serpent. It was a serpent. So when you think about it, you think about how the woman is lured by her ear, right? By, by her listening to what she's listening. So women tend to fall in love. And, and I know a lot of y'all are out there like, yeah, that's right. We tend to fall in love by the sweet nothings whispered in our ears, right? But when you think about a man, the man is by the look. So when you think about India and how the arranged marriages work, they're not going to be based on lust. They're not going to be based on sex. They're going to be based, not even love, love. Mm -hmm. because they don't love each other. The parents, family are arranging these marriages because they know their children. They know their personality. They know their love language. So they're going to match them up with somebody. That person could be crazy ugly. But you know what? They end up falling in love because they learn first how to work in a relationship. Mm-hmm. They don't learn sex. They don't, learn, they don't go off lust, looks, and the sweet nothings in their ear. They learn to work in the relationship. And that's what's wrong in America. Yeah. We look at... Yeah, the parents. That's what you were saying about Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, because that you see only pictures, mm-hmm. but you don't see the behind the picture. You don't see the problem behind the pictures. Because we know matrices. We know matrices. You look at them picture, be like, man, look at these couple. They look great, but they're out that door crying. Be like, yeah. hey, can you please help us? You know, I can't get along with my person. I can't get along with my partner. But you, you, we be surprised. Like, how can you not get along when you have? And there's no love there. Yeah. There's, no, there's no no connection. There, there is has no to be understanding. quantity time. Yeah, there has to be. And another thing is understanding and acceptance, and knowing that love is a choice. You choose to love, and that's what and that's what India does. The Indians they they learn they they choose to love, and they end up falling in love and only have a five percent um, divorce rate. Right. So, and that's big. Mm-hmm. That is big. Here in the United States, we got 50%, 40 to 50%, mm-hmm. but it's keep growing. And the shame about it is more in the Christian community. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's crazy because, you know, the enemy is going to attack families, you know, because why will enemy, why is the enemy going to attack families? It was God's original plan. Mm-hmm. God's original plan was to build family. You know, your ministry started in family first. And God destroyed, destroyed that. Yeah. So... If the, the devil, I'm sorry, the, the, the devil the, tried to destroy. Yeah, the, the devil's going to try to destroy families first. You know why? Because he hates unity. Mm-hmm. 
He hates unity. So when there's a family who is united, who understand each other, who love each other, he's going to attack. But our job is to, to have Jesus as our rock in our family, have him in the center of our relationship. Just he is who we look at. He is who we search for answers. Not anybody else. Yeah. That's why it's so important to have that quality time with Jesus. You know, I like what we said that Jesus went away to talk to his father. And when he came back, the disciples were sleeping. In another way, he was saying, where's the quality time? And sometimes God calls us that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he wakes me up at three or four o'clock in the morning when I don't want to. He's like, hey, get up. You know, you have to get up. And I get up and pray. And sometimes it happens to you too. Because that quality time, God's looking for that quality time. And I love how that shows. And and I don't know what Bible verse that is. But I believe, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's in the Gospels. But that also shows how God is everywhere. How he listens to everything. Because how is Jesus going to go and spend time with his, with his father? But telling his disciples also, stay here and pray. Knowing. So that shows his selfless. How selfless he is, how how his love is, because I'm sorry, if I'm talking to my father, I don't want nobody else coming and talk to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like my physical father. If I'm talking to my father, I don't want nobody coming and interrupt. But that just shows how how powerful God is, how he can listen to all of us at the same time. So we have to keep that relationship with him. Yes, it's it's so important because it just builds you up. It builds you up. It builds a, a protection over you. Yes. God, you know, God will protect you, but the closer you are to the father, the closer he's going to become to you. You know, you become like him. You understand? You become like him when you are close to him. And it's just beautiful. It's mm-hmm. just beautiful that he knows who you are. You know who he is. And it's just wonderful. So that quality time that you spend with the Lord, you know, is so important. You know, yes, we bring in the matrimony, but also we bring in to God, you know, because mm-hmm. this is a, a Christian podcast. And, and and I love how one of the chapters in this book, and if no one ever read this book, and it's, it's this book has been around, I can't even tell you, it might have been around since, gosh, I don't even know, but it's been around for many years. But if you ever get the chance to read this book, it's amazing by Gary Chapman, um, The Five Love Language. But I love how one of the chapters here says, keeping the love tank full, right? Because when we think about keeping the love tank full, how do you keep your love tank full? How do you keep Jesus's love tank full? Or how do you keep your spouse's love tank full? Right? Because we can't always expect, oh, my love language is acts of service. And I'm, ex- I'm going to expect my, I'm going to expect Juan all the time to just only fill my, my, my love tank and me be <laughs> selfish and not, Feel his because he's is, we're just going to be in an unhappy marriage. He's always just going to only want to please me, but he's not going to get anything in return. And then what happens? The enemy takes advantage of those situations. You know, he sends a, a Delilah, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, that, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. That's how it is. Yeah. You ever heard, you know, people saying, you know, oh, the relationship is 50 50. No, that's wrong. There's no relationship 50 50. It's 100 and 100. When she can't do something, I'm supposed to do it. When I can't do something, she's supposed to do it. This is 100%. You are 100% with your spouse. So, fun fact, guys, um, we just adopted a puppy on um, 
Mom. Ham. His yeah, name his is name ham. is ham. And people are always saying ham. How do you spell the H-A-M? Like a piece of ham, you know, hamon in Spanish. But um, he, that name is actually, I got it from the Bible. It's one of Noah's son. And I've always told um, Juan, if I got a golden doodle, I am naming him ham. Because I've always pictured him to be the set, that color we got, you know. And anyway, so it's, it, it's been a little, it's, eh, I'm going to say fun. <laughs> I mean, he's he's sweet, he's he's cute, and, you know, he's a puppy. You know, who doesn't love puppies? But what I'm trying to get at is that it's a new challenge, you know? And it's something that we have to come into agreement with because it's not something I've always said, oh, should we, should I, should I? And I was going back and forth for a few days, mm-hmm. and Juan was just like, just get him because, you know, this is your dream dog. You've always wanted a golden doodle. Um, don't get me wrong. We also have a Yorkie, and our girls each have a dog also. So there's four dogs in this house. They're all well taken care of, um, but there is four now with uh, with Ham, but it's a struggle. I was telling him just before we started this podcast, we started and we spoke like a minute and my mind went completely blank because I feel so tired. I told him, I feel like a new mom, like I'm taking this dog out to the bathroom. I'm getting up at five in the morning yeah. to feed him. I'm up at one o'clock in the morning taking him around, but it's a struggle. So what I'm trying to get at is that in every relationship, there's going to be new no struggles, right? But it's a it's a choice that you make. You know, you can't make choices on your own. Your spouse can't make choices on your own. It's something that you have to come into agreement with. So we came into agreement with this puppy, and and it's been a little struggle. And I've already told him earlier today when we finished dinner, I said it's your turn tonight. So it's like we have a baby. <laughs> We're taking turns. It's hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's my turn tonight. So I'll be waking up early in the crack of dawn to take the dog outside. But he's good. He hasn't. Yeah, no, he's a crate. good dog. He's, he's actually been pretty good. So I mean, we we're, we're we love him already. He's just sweet. And it's it's it's, it's amazing how you say you know we came in agreement yeah. you know about that dog, and that's very important mm-hmm. in a relationship. You know, because we spend that quality time because we mm-hmm. I know that your desire, you know, mm-hmm. mine. Your mm-hmm. desire was always to have that little dog. Mm-hmm. So it's like, of course, you know, that we little, have the money. It'll be a big dog. Yeah, it's going to be a big dog. <laughs> but, you know, God has blessed us. We have the money to do it. You know, we have the yeah. room to do it. I said, okay, let's just do it together. Yeah. You know, and we decided to do it together. And, and the importance of, like, what I was saying was we came into agreement is because if he was like, oh, no, maybe not now, but if you want, yeah, or, and I'm all the, I'm all in and he's half, and he's halfway in, then that's where the enemy's going to take advantage and he's, it'll bring fights. Yes. It'll yes, bring it fights. Will. So that's why I was like, I need you to be in. I need to, at first I was worried about the girls being in on it. And he kept telling me, you know what? Don't worry about them. They're grown. They can just, you know, they don't have to be here. Yeah, they can move out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we, we we came into agreement with it. And so this is a struggle we're going to go together. Together, we're not going to blame each other on anything. Yeah. So that's very important. Yeah, and it's, it's good to see, you know, how see how it grows and see how our relationship. Yeah. It's like a test. Let's see where your relationship is at with this little puppy. Right now, I'm tired. Yes. I'm super tired. <laughs> so um, next week, um, I'll be here by myself. I do my first podcast by myself because Maria is going to be at a... He may or may not. We'll see. I'll yeah. be at a, I'll be at a, a women's conference all weekend. Saturday day, Saturday night, and of course Sunday. Yeah, so I might just do it do it myself because we also have service on on Saturday and Saturday Sunday. night and Sunday. And Sunday yeah. Um, so just to remind you guys, just thanks for the love. Um, Flow Life with Juan and Maria podcast. Follow us on Instagram, flowlife.jm. 
and you know give us some shout outs and let, let us know what topics you guys want to um listen um or listen listen about us to talk about i'm sorry you tell i'm tired but anyway just um just show us some love and we're happy to show, um give you guys some shout outs and stay tuned for the upcoming podcast thank you guys <laughs>